Welcome to the cemetery. I'm former gravedigger Nathan Barnett from spooky old New England, and you're listening to Grave Stories. Almost didn't make it through that one. Bumbuggy old New England, you're Nathan Barnett digger. That's hard to say fast. Words is hard. Welcome back, everyone, to episode who knows what. This might be episode nine. Yes, episode nine. Coming up on episode ten. Ooh. I feel proud. I'm very happy to keep doing this. Ten weeks in a row. Actually, it's been a little less than that because I jammed out a couple. I did some double doses a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to try to do another double dose in a few times in October. So for the ones who are listening and are enjoying, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. I'm going to try to jam-pack your ears with spookiness coming in October. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Nothing to say in an intro today. Let's just get right to the stories. Thank you to the Patreon supporters. If you want to support, the link is everywhere in the descriptions, wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you do listen to it on Apple, please, I beg you to rate it. Rate it what you feel is right and fair. And if you don't listen on Apple, you can still go to Apple Podcasts, rate it, and never go back ever again. It helps. It really does help. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for the support patreon.com slash nathan barnett or something like that if you appreciate this and all the other stuff i do let's get to the episodes now after a sponsored break from this sponsor this halloween party with your favorite monsters during halloween horror nights at universal studios florida and right now carve out savings of up to 16 dollars off admission with this special coupon you'll find on two meters of pepsi For details, visit a Pepsi display near you. Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Hurry to Ticketmaster today for advanced tickets, while you can still slash the price. Thanks, sponsor. Love ya. All right, so the first story of this evening is from St. Essa, a listener who... If you heard earlier, if you've been listening to every episode, you heard St. Essa tell us the story about this stick man they saw running around when they were a young child. And I asked if she would elaborate and want to write it out, and she did. She wrote it out in my Discord, the Discord you can get to through Patreon. The Patreon supporters can get in here and leave their stories, and I'll read them on the podcast. So if you want that to happen and you are able to support, please do. I love reading these. It's actually more, a little more fun and interesting for me to read the stories from the listeners because it's like one more, you know, there's a closer connection. It's like I'm in communication with this person. I know of this person. Stories where you don't know the people, obviously they're so horrifying and spooky and goosebump inducing, but it's cool to hear it from you guys. So thank you for everyone who has something interesting to share and you're willing to do so. All right, so this is Stickman from St. Essa, located in Australia. Here we go. I would have been in grade two at school, so about seven or eight years old. I was visiting one of my best friends, who was also the same age. We were at her house, of course, and in the backyard is where I saw the black stick man. I remember it was in the afternoon, after school, on a clear but partly cloudy sunny day. My friend and I wanted to go outside to play. We also asked her dad if we could have a can of Pepsi each from the fridge. He cracked them open and poured them halfway into those Pepsi glasses for us. The kitchen led straight to the back door, and from the back door was a cement ramp. So as we were sitting at this table, we were playing with my friend's marble set and drinking our Pepsi. I was sitting at the end of the table closest to the house, with my back facing the wall and my friend was sitting to my left, but in front of me, leaning over the table, arranging her marbles. I don't know what it was, but I had a weird feeling and suddenly the urge to look behind me towards the kitchen in the ramp, almost as though I had heard something, but with no sound. 
or the feeling you get when someone walks in the room behind you. As I turned around, looking over my left shoulder, I saw the black figure appear to run down the ramp. I didn't see it appear exactly, but I saw it in motion and disappear when it reached the bottom of the ramp. It was pitch black, staticky, scribbly, and about three to four feet tall. It didn't reach the height of the windows next to the ramp, and it was something like 15 centimeters above the ground. It didn't seem to notice us or change pace or speed. I don't remember what I thought after that, but I do remember I wasn't scared at all, and the memory always popped up throughout my life. I looked out for more of them after that, but never saw any. I just always found it really interesting. Many years later, it came up in conversation, so I decided to Google the description of what I saw. Like I mentioned, the memory really sticks out. Sure enough, even though it's rare, I found other descriptions. Things in common being three feet tall, staticky, may or may not have had a head shape, humanoid, a walloping sort of movement, and it being pitch black. I wonder what they are and why so many people experience similar things. This is really interesting. I've never heard of this. I don't think, unless I have and I just didn't remember, but this is like very new to me. So that's interesting. I wonder, I mean, there's like two things. It's like you can take the logical skeptic route and go, it's just a thing since it's been introduced in society and in movies or wherever and people are talked about it, you are thinking of it subconsciously and you think you see it because now it's just out there. But when you were little, did you ever hear about this before? That's what's interesting. Like if you say you'd never heard about this and you just, your brain told you you saw this, why? Why is it a thing the brain creates? It's a very specific thing and it seems too similar to have other people, it's such a random similar thing. So I don't, I don't know what to think. I might have to do research on this, but like it's kind of interesting and it's also creepy. When it, or the second option is they're real and which I tend to believe often because the fact that we know nothing in this universe, and I say it every episode, like how we're just glorified bigger bugs. We don't really know what's going on. Maybe it's real. Maybe you saw something that not many people see because you, like I also like to think that like when people are kids, they have more of an open, innocent mind and they can see what's really going on. And maybe you saw into another dimension of stick people. Who knows? That's a good story. Thank you very much for typing it out, St. Essa, and telling us the full spooky details. All right, now let's get to a story from my favorite book, Nantucket Ghosts by Blue Ballet. It's a book with a collection of real-life true story ghost accounts. (laughs) Is that how you say it? True ghost story account time stories. We're going to read my favorite story from a woman who cleaned houses on Nantucket. Uh, I read this one a couple years ago. It's been a while, but I always... I always, I always said this one was my favorite. So after this ad, we're going to get right to it. We were telling ghost stories in the Fun Fruits jungle. The coffin opened and the skeletons scared the aliens. Skeletons! And that's how we discovered new Fun Fruits spooky fruit. With skulls, ghosts, and monsters. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that great ad. Hopefully they don't sue me, but hey, if they do, I'll just use all my Patreon money. So thanks, Patreon supporters. Please keep supporting in case I get sued by 30-year-old ads. 
Here we go. We're going to read my favorite story from this particular book, possibly all books that I've read so far. This one's called They. It's from Nantucket Ghosts, written by Blue Ballet. She went around, talked to all these people who lived in these houses, worked in these houses, and in this instance, she speaks to a woman who worked in this really big house for some rich lady, and this is the lady that like kept the house up when no one was in the house all year. Uh, here we go. I was 21 when Mrs. DeVille hired me. I cleaned her house for one full season, from early May to late September, and then I quit. I couldn't stand it anymore. I was really frightened. Oh, boy. Oh, I don't even remember certain instances from this story. I just remember, like, some of the stuff that happens. This is gonna freak me out every time. Ah, here we go. I was born on Nantucket, and I'm one of those people who's sensitive to anything strange lingering in an old house. I know the moment I walk in the door. As a child, I lived with a visible ghost in... What? I don't remember that. As a child, I lived in a house with a visible ghost on the east end of the island. And so the whole idea of spirits has never seemed that odd. I don't welcome that kind of experience, but it has a way of happening to me. Mrs. DeVille hired me to clean every week, whether she was there or not. Most of the time, the house was empty while I was working. Sometimes she had guests for the weekend, so I'd prepare the house for them and then clean up after they were gone. But she was a meticulous sort of person, and she wanted me to go around and dust and vacuum even though no one had been in the house since the last time I was there. On my first day at work, I brought my dog with me. He hopped out of the truck, ran up to the front door, and wouldn't set foot inside. Mm-hmm. See? This is what I say. Kids and dogs, they see it all. Dogs are... I mean, everyone knows dogs see ghosts. Dude, this dog... Smart dog. And all the time I worked there, he would wait for me in the truck. I tried coaxing him in the front door, and I tried the back. It was as if there were an invisible line that he wouldn't cross. I couldn't pull him, push him, or carry him inside. He's never done that at any other house. Oh, boy. When I first stepped in the front door, I remember feeling the hair go up on the back of my neck. I thought to myself, oh no, it's happening to me right now. Oh my gosh. Just imagining their hair raising up on their neck did it to me. Wow, man. I am so susceptible to this. I can't handle spoopy stuff. When I first stepped in the front door, I remember feeling the hair go up on the back of my neck. I thought to myself, oh no. Here we go. There's something here. <laughs> At first, they started by doing insignificant, annoying things. They, question mark? Yes. I guess I always thought of the source of these goings-ons as they. It felt like a group of presences in the house. It never seemed, at least to me, like a single spirit. At any rate, I'd be cleaning and I'd hear the bleeping signal a phone makes when it's off the hook. I'd put down my dust rag and go downstairs to find that the telephone receiver had been lifted off and laid on the side of the table. I'd hang it back up. Okay, I'd say to myself, I can deal with that. I'd be vacuuming and sometimes I'd hear talking and laughter, the sound of a group of people. I'd shut the vacuum off and the house would be dead quiet. I'd turn it on, the voices would start up again. It wasn't an irregular sound of the vacuum or anything like that. It was definitely the sound of people conversing, a low and high tones of men and women talking. After a few weeks, the level of activity began to pick up. I'd be upstairs and I'd hear furniture being dragged across the floor downstairs. I'd gallop down the stairs and find a chair that had been pulled to the other side of the room or a table dragged into the middle of the floor. I'd say something like, look, I know you don't like me being here, but can you please put up with me for a little while longer? I'm just trying to do my job. Now these disturbances, oh, I can't read. I'm getting so many goosebumps just thinking of them talking to the ghost is freaking me out. Ah! Now these disturbances only occurred when I was in the house alone, when Mrs. DeVille and her family and the guests were nowhere near the place. Things got worse. 
I'd hear the sofa or a sea chest, something really big and heavy, scraping across the floor in the living room. So I'd hurry downstairs. At first, I really wanted to catch them to see who was doing it and whose voices I was hearing. I wanted at least to actually see the furniture being moved. I'd get downstairs and I'd hear the muffled thwack, whump sound of scattered rugs from upstairs being thrown over the railing behind me. I never did witness these things being done. I'd hear it happening in another part of the house and find when I got there that the objects had been moved. But when I arrived at the scene, everything was always as still as could be. At that point, it was more irritating than frightening. I was trying to straighten out and clean and they were messing things up as fast as I was putting them in order. I mean, that's crazy. You know you're in the house alone, big things are being moved and you run there and it's not happening. There's two things I want to say about that. That makes... I feel that I wouldn't be scared necessarily because your logical brain always kicks in. If you're not seeing it move on its own, it's way less scary. It's just like, okay, it's got to be someone messing with me. Not seeing it happen is just kind of like, what? It makes you confused. But if you saw that thing moving, holy crap, I'd run out. I'd run out. That's so unnatural. I mean, maybe it is natural. That's the one I'm always talking about. These other dimensions we're crossing and maybe we're in other, crossing into other dimensions and paths and realms when we're interacting with these ghosts. And that is nature. Ghosts are nature. They're science. Maybe it's not hoobie-booby stuff. Maybe it's factual. That's crazy though. A big chest being moved and then a rug being thrown over a railing. Is that what she said? That's insanity. That, that's crazy. I mean, you can't deny ghosts after hearing something like this. This lady's not making this up. <laughs> I like to, I choose it to believe it. She's not making it up. Oh, wow. This is a good one. I always I forget how much I love this story. All right, here, let's keep going. The house would be worse on some days than others. I figured I could put up with it as long as it was just silly, bothersome stuff. And I began talking to them the instant they acted up. Now stop, I'd say. You're making things awfully difficult for me. This is something I'm being paid to do, you know, and I need to get this done. It didn't seem to do much good, but it made me feel better. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I do when I'm always shrugging at ghosts. <laughs> I mentioned on an earlier episode where like when I hear or see something outside, or if I hear something outside, there's oftentimes the squirrels run on top of my house and it straight up sounds like six foot men stomping around the house. It's really weird how the roof amplifies the sound of like a squirrel. I actually one time, I can jump on my roof, roof very quickly. I can jump up, I can step on the doorknob of my door and jump up to my roof and grab the edge of the roof and pull myself up and get my chest and head up over the roof and like look at the roof. And I would hear this stomping all the time. And I was like, I got to catch this guy. So one time I went outside really quietly, I opened the door super quietly, stepped on the doorknob, jumped up to the roof, pulled myself up and saw the squirrel. I was like, oh my God, it is a squirrel. And the squirrel like ran away when it saw me. And then I dropped back down and I could still hear it running away. And it was super loud. So... Anyway, sorry, I'm distracting, getting away from the story here. But I often would hear this before I discovered it was the squirrel. I was like, this has to be people. So I heard the stomping and then I heard it stop. And I thought someone or something is outside and they're looking inside at me and they're like messing around. So I went out to the living room and it was dark outside and you can't see in. You can't see out, but they can see in, you know, because you're like lit up inside. So I would go out in the living room and I would just stand there and stare at the glass outside as if I was looking at them, as if I could see them. And I'd just go, and I'd like shrug my shoulders like, I don't care about you. I would just try to show this like visual representation of like, whatever, man, you don't scare me. So that the ghost would see me and go, oh man, he's not afraid of us. And then they would leave. 
I, I look like a lunatic. I'm 39 years old, and this is what I'm doing. I'm shrugging at ghosts aggressively. They're not even there. It's just stupid squirrels running around the roof. But that's, I understand this lady's logic where it does make you feel better to address the ghosts because you feel like brave and strong. Like, I'm not scared of you, but really you're crap in your pants. All right, let's continue here. One day I went up to the attic where I'd been cleaning the previous week and found a really lovely picture right smack in the middle of the floor. It had most definitely not been there before. It was an old photograph of a little girl. She was all dressed up in what looked like her Sunday best. She had long hair and ringlets, a big bow, high-ankled shoes that buttoned up the side, and a lovely frilly dress. The picture was in a gorgeous mahogany frame. I'd say it dated back to the early 1900s, maybe the late 1800s. I picked up the picture and wondered who the little girl was. I put it on top of one of the boxes in the corner of the attic. I remember Mrs. DeVille telling me that the house had quite a bit of family stuff in it when she bought it. She had liked the old furniture and kept most of it around, putting away in the attic the things that she didn't care for. The next time I came to clean, the picture of the little girl was downstairs on the telephone table. The house had been empty all week. Dude, this happened four or five times. Uh-oh, major goosebumps. Oh, they're hitting me now. I found the picture in the dining room and then in the bedroom. They obviously wanted me to see they had moved it. Oh my God, these ghosts are freaking dinguses. They are messing with them. When I saw Mrs. DeVille, I mentioned the photograph, just asking her if she knew who the little girl was. She didn't know what I was talking about. I described it in detail. She gave me a strange look, for apparently she had never even seen the photograph. It disappeared shortly after that, again, during a week when the house was empty, and I never ran across, across it again. Oh my gosh, you guys should see. I am covered in all. Oh, this is so pretty. This is why I like the story. I remember now. Oh, it's so good. The details are awesome. This is horrifying. And you know, I wonder, I remember thinking last time I read this, I wonder if that Mrs. DeVille lady is an actual ghost herself. And she's like, oh, I don't know about that picture. But she's just a ghost talking to this lady and they're all messing with her. Oh, wow. This is awesome, though. That's crazy. That So that means, where is that picture? Did it vanish into another realm? Like, she physically touched it. It's a thing. It existed in this world, and now it's gone. Like, I would like to have, like, a tracking device on that f picture, like, inside the frame if she could have hit it, to see where it went, to track it, if it isn't another dimension. Could the tracking device make, make it through and survive? Would the ghosts have just known she did that? Would they have taken it out? This is the kind of stuff I want to do when I run into ghosts. Come on, lady, you gotta think ahead. You gotta, like, figure out. Imagine being the person that figured out, oh, guys, I figured it out. Ghosts are real, and they live in another dimension, and I know how to get there. I put a tracking device in a picture of these ghosts. They set me up, and then I set them up, got them back. Ultra. Dang, man. I want to I wanna get to the bottom of this. I want to figure out what's going on in this world. Or worlds, uh, who knows? No one knows anything. All right, let's get back to this. I'm rambling way too much. I didn't tell Mrs. DeVille about my crazier experiences in the house. Oh, God. I didn't feel it was my place to tell her that stuff unless she brought it up. And she never did. Because she's a ghost. I know it. I'd feel more comfortable in some areas of the house than in others. Certain rooms just seemed to have specific things attached to them. When I was in the downstairs bedroom, I sometimes heard the sound of a horse and a carriage coming up the driveway, clear as could be. I think the driveway may have been paved stones at one time, because I'd hear the horse's hooves and the sounds of their harnesses creaking and clinking, the grinding of the wheels rolling over rock. I'd look out the window as soon as I heard the carriage, but never saw a thing. That downstairs room had a very old-looking mahogany bed. It was short and narrow. Perhaps it was a child's bed. 
It had been in the house when she bought it. Mrs. DeVille told me she seemed to feel it was quite valuable. I remember she told me to take special care of it. One day I was vacuuming under the bed and something grabbed the end of the vacuum hose and held onto it. Whoa. I pulled hard and then the end of the vacuum, the attachment came right off. It wasn't stuck on anything. I had only been running the vacuum over bare floorboards. And when I pulled it, it felt like someone was holding it on the other end. You know, there was a slight give to it. When I finally got up my courage to peek under the bed, it all looked as quiet and normal as could be. There was nothing the vacuum could have gotten stuck on. No exposed springs or fabric or anything. It was a good bit later before I dared to reach under there and get the attachment. Dang, I mean, this story is crazy. This, I understand why this lady quit. I mean, this is nuts. This is insane. How do you explain that? I want someone who's like a super logical scientific mind to s explain to me what the uh, what could have been. I want some skeptics. I would love some skeptics to please. I want to understand this. I, what the heck did that? What did it? I guess I need more details. But hey, let's just go on the information we have and tell me what possibly could have been stuck on. There's nothing under there. It's a freaking ghost. Strong arming them. Oh my gosh. I mowed the lawn for Mrs. DeVille during the summer. I used a hand mower and it took a long time because there's a good big field out behind the house. I always knew I was being watched from one of the windows, watched by someone inside the house. I could feel it. I'd glance up quickly, really expecting to see a face, but I only saw the flat blank reflection of daylight on the glass. It was when I started going in twice a week for shorter periods of time that it got really bad. Oh man. I had thought it might be easier to stop in and do three hours at a time instead of staying for a full six. It got so that I would unlock the front door and get the strangest feeling. I felt as though the house was too quiet when I stepped inside. It seemed like the place was full of people holding their breath. Wow, that's a scary image. I got the impression that all sorts of things had been going on and that when I opened the door, everyone fell silent. Oh, so many goosebumps. I mean, this person's probably interrupting their party. They probably don't like when they're coming in. You know, hey, I'm going to take a quick break here and mention this is a thing I used to think of all the time. And then I saw the movie The Others. Spoiler alert. I think you should watch The Others. But it, you should skip ahead for 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this spoiler because the movie the others is really good and this is what i thought for so long here's the whole thing of the others nicole kidman is thinking her house is being haunted and people are messing with it and then it turns out she's the ghost and she's being interrupted by humans that's what i think could be happening to them you know what i mean that's how they are seeing us anyway that's what I'm imagining is happening in this situation, possibly. Like, these people are like, oh, gosh, stop. Like, the, I'm surprised it took that long for someone to make a movie with that angle. That's such a good movie. Nicole Kim is really good in that. I, I got so scared during that movie. Oh, that's a perfect movie. I gotta watch that again. All right, anyways, sorry. I'm really interrupting a ton in this episode. <laughs> Trying to jolly myself out of the feeling, I'd say, hello, I'm here. I'll try to be as quick as I can. I didn't have much success. Things began to get nasty. Oh, the furniture moving started happening behind my back every 10 or 20 minutes. Whoa. When I was upstairs, I'd hear it happening downstairs. When I was downstairs, I'd hear it happening up. All kinds of things scraped and bumped along the floor. 
Objects were never carried. They were always dragged. I remember I ran downstairs once after an especially noisy session and found all the chairs arranged in a tight little circle in this... God, I can't even read the sentence. Oh my gosh, the goosebumps are like, they're like really intense on me right now. I can't even, this is freaking me out. I remember I ran downstairs after an especially noisy session and found all the chairs arranged in a tight little circle in the middle of the room. I mean, that's just like devilish and culty and like, oh man, like, oh, oh. Another time while I was in the kitchen, all the chairs in the outer room were piled up against the back of the kitchen door. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's poltergeist activity. That's demented. That's demonic. That's them like locking you in there. Like that is messed up. They're being really psycho. Freaking psycho spooky goose. Spooky goose. Spooky ghosts. Of course, I tripped over the chairs and knocked them all over trying to get out. It was almost like naughty children, but it was also premeditated. That's what I'm saying. It's the intention of it. That's what's freaky. These ghosts are doing this to freak this person out. That is the scariest part. It's vindictive, deliberate feeling, and increasingly sinister. Mm-hmm. Something in the house was trying to get rid of me. Oh, dude. One day, pictures started coming off the walls. Whoa. Okay, this is legit poltergeist. This is poltergeist. A stack of dishes was moved with noisy clatter in the kitchen. A rug flew through the air and hit me in the back what? I got whacked by some sofa pillows that zipped halfway across the room on their own. Finally, a chair was thrown at me. It missed me and I wasn't hurt, but that did it. I was afraid, really afraid, and I was going to get injured. My husband urged me to quit and I did. It was such a relief. They wanted me out of there and Lord knows I was happy to go. Ah, I now remember why that's my favorite story in this book. This is a story titled They from Blue Ballet's collection of real-life ghost stories. This woman actually worked in this place. I hate using the word story. I just need to keep saying account. This is my favorite ghost account or paranormal account that I've ever read. Holy crap. I don't... What did they say in the beginning? I didn't know what the year was. I was... This book was written in like 2004... I was 21 when Mrs. DeVille hired me. I'm guessing this was maybe like 20 years ago, 80s or 90s or something. Who knows? I don't know how old this person is that's telling this story. That is such a good story. That is insane. Like, that is what I want to hear. It's like, yeah, I was in the house and these things were being thrown at me. That's crazy. Like, how do you deny this? Like, unless this woman is just lying and making it up. But like, it just seems... This Nantucket is so freaking haunted. So many things happen. Unless it's just the everyone who moved there was like all became pathological liars and like, yeah, let's all just tell everyone there's ghosts here. Like, why? I think it's real. Nantucket's an old place. It's New England. It's where the freaking pilgrims came from. There's ancient stuff going on. Spooky old British people coming to America, haunting the place up. Wow. That's a good one. I love it. There you go. My favorite story from this book. There's a lot of good ones in this book. I'm going to try to read a few more. Please keep your stories coming. It's always fun to read your stories. I really like that. I'm going to try to keep splitting it up like a listener story in the beginning and then a story from the book in the end, if not two stories from the book on the second half of the of each episode. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for the Patreon support. If you're not supporting and you are able to support on Patreon, anything helps. I really appreciate you guys keeping this going, keeping all the videos coming out. I'm trying to do as much as I can to keep you guys thoroughly entertained with what I have to offer. Hopefully it's good enough. Thanks for listening. My name's Nathan Barnett, and I'll see you on the next one.